More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. Go to HaneyUniversity.com and find out information you need to know about getting a golf lesson from me. At my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, I am there teaching two times a month for extended periods. And uh, if you're interested in getting better golf, that is one way you can do it. Just go there and find out all the information. Also, register for my free instructional videos. They go out from HaneyUniversity.com weekly, and you will be on your way to playing better golf this summer. And hopefully you're remembering my three keys to better golf. Number one. Eliminate penalty strokes. Number two, eliminate two chips. And number three, eliminate three putts. Uh, And that means that if you can do those three things, you will be playing the best golf of your life. And uh, it's it's really that's actually, it's not that simple, but it is kind of that simple. But I'm going to expand on those three keys a little bit. Well, first off, create accountability. And always add up penalty shots, two chips, and three putts after every round. I will count a three putt as any putt, even from off the green, that is a a shot you hit from off the green where everybody would have putted it. So in other words, if you're a foot off the green or an inch off the green or a yard off the green, everyone would putt from there. 
but the PJ Tour would not count that as a three-putt. The Masters would not count that as a three-putt. The PJ of America would not count that as a three-putt because you, you weren't on the green. But we all know it's a three-putt. So everybody would say, I three-putted the fifth hole. If you putted it from off the green, your first putt was one inch off the green, you three-putted. So you count that as a as a putt if everyone would have putted from there. Now, if you're in a situation off the green and you had an option, some people might have chipped, some people might have putted, you elected to putt, and you three-putt that, then I don't count that as a three-putt. So that's how you define a three-putt. Penalty shots, out of bounds, lost ball, where you have to re-tee, that's a two-shot penalty. Lateral water hazard, that's a one-shot penalty. Chipping out sideways out of the woods or the desert or out of the lip of a bunker technically is not a penalty, but I count it as a penalty because you hit a shot and you didn't you didn't cover any yardage. You didn't didn't knock any yardage off of the, the golf course with that shot. So that would be a, a penalty shot. And it's important for you to know where you took the penalty shots. Did they go to the right? Did they go to the left? What kind of shots were you hitting? Were you hitting a driver? Were you hitting a fairway wood? Whatever shot you were hitting that, that caused the penalty shot. And then the two chips. A two chip is any shot where it takes you more than one shot to get on the green when you are in close proximity to the green. In other words, you're, you're you know, 10, 20, 30 yards around the green, and it takes you two shots to get on the green. That is considered, in my book, a two-chip. So you count up two sand shots, two chip shots, two pitch shots, whatever it might be. You count up all of those things, penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. And you know, after every single round, exactly how many you had. No, 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 him and hawing, no guessing, no, oh, I, I, how many three putts? Oh, I, I had a few. Uh, how many penalty shots? Oh, I, I don't think I had any. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I did. I, I had one here. I had one here. I had one here. No, no, no. Two chips. Oh, I, well, I, you know, you know, I didn't. Have, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't get out of the bunker. Know when you finish your round exactly what you had. You know your score. You know penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. And that is the mess. That's the mess. I remember when I was doing my show, The Haney Project, with Ray Romano. And Ray's lifelong goal, which he actually just accomplished a few months ago, he actually did it. He broke, he broke 80 for the first time in his life. It has been his pursuit for a long time to break 80. But I had Ray on my show, and they said he's a, he's a nine handicap. And I said, really? I said, he's a nine handicap. And, and, and so we went out to play, and they said, can, can you get him to break 80? I said, of course I can get him to break 80. If he's a nine handicap, I can get him to break 80. I mean, I could probably just go around with him one time, and he will break 80 because if I just tell him what shot to hit, what club to hit, you know, give him a couple of things to focus in that maybe aren't even about his swing, we can get him to break 80. So we got out to play the first time, and we played it at El Dorado Golf and Beach Club in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, not an easy golf course. Fast greens, undulating greens. When Jack Nicholas designed the course, he had in mind that the greens would roll 9 or 10, but they usually have them rolling 12 or 13. So super, super hard. Hard to chip to, hard to pitch to, hard to putt. Difficult. A lot of uh, desert, arroyo. Yeah, you miss a shot, it might be in the Arroyo, it might be in the desert, it might be lost ball. Not an easy course. We go on with Ray Romano, the nine handicap, and he he shoots 117. 
a hundred and I didn't I didn't told him anything, so this is not my fault yet. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to see what he had. Hundred and seventeen. I asked his guy, his guy who, who went around with him. I said, uh, he 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 not a nine handicap. Oh yeah, he is. I said, no, no, no. He just had 117. He said, well, come to think of it, I can't remember the last time he broke 90. I'm like, what do you mean that last time he broke 90? I said, a nine handicap is supposed to average like 81, 82. He just shot 117. You can't remember the last time he broke 90. He hit no nine handicap. I said, he's he's like a, a, a... I'll give him maybe, maybe I'll give him like, you know, 18, maybe if I'm being generous. And I could see the writing on the wall on the show, the Haney Project. I said, here we go. He's coming on there. They're advertising he's a nine handicap. Can't remember the last time he broke 90. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to improve, but he's really an 18, maybe worse. And I'm going to improve him, you know, five shots, uh, get him down to a 13. For a net of four shots worse. And people are going to say, man, Hank Haney can't teach it all. Well, anyway, it goes with the territory. They would say that anyways. Even when I taught the greatest player in the history of the game, arguably, during the most prolific time in his career, they still said that. But anyway, that's that's another story. So I'm helping Ray Romano. You know, I watched that round of golf and I thought, oh, my goal is to get him to break 80. He just shot 117. But, but he had six three putts. And he had four four putts. Okay, he puts everything out. It might be an inch away. He's uh, like I gave him a putt from six inches one time. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, me, let me let me let me put that out. He's like this play by the rule book guy. It takes you like six hours to play. And I'm like Ray. It was four inches away. He goes. He goes. Oh, no, I put everything out. I said, Oh my God, we're gonna be out here forever. We're taking 117 shots. Anyway. Uh, six three putts, four four putts. That's the equivalent of 10 three putts. So now we're down to 107. Okay, well, I mean, it's, we still got a long way to go. Uh, we got 28 shots. We got we got to shave off of here to break 80, but we're 10 closer. He had four lost balls. He had three balls in the water. Okay, so four lost balls is eight shots. Three balls in the water is 11 shots. And then he had two times where he had to chip it out of the desert. Okay, thirteen shots. So so now we're now we're down to ninety four. We got fifteen more shots to go. Then we had a few two chips in there. We bladed it over one green. Uh, we chunked it short on another. Three times we didn't get out of the bunker. And now you got you got five. And we're at eighty nine. And I thought, okay. Well, this is, a, this is a really hard course. He's not probably going to break 80 for the first time at El Dorado Golf and Beach Club. Maybe it's going to be at a golf course where there's fairways bordering fairways or holes bordering holes. So if he lets a bad one go, it's not a penalty shot. It's just over on the other fairway. Maybe something like that. It's not going to happen on this course. So maybe we get on a golf course, you know, that's that's five or six shots easier. Well, all right, we're now we're down to now we're down to to 83. We only got to, I only got to shave four shots off if, if, if we clean up the mess. And the mess is penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. So every time you play, you add up your penalty shots, your two chips, and your three putts. You subtract it for your, from your score, and you get your coulda, woulda, shoulda if I would have only cleaned up my mess. This is what I would have shot. It gives you, it gives you your scoring potential. 
And you have to know every single time you play exactly how many of those you, you had, and you need to know it right away when you get done with your round. Not like, let me add it up. No, no, no. And the reason I say that is because that shows that you have some accountability. When I, I'll tell people, keep track of your penalty shots, two chips and three putts. They get done all around. What did you shoot? 85. How many three putts did you have? Ah, man, man, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not sure. Uh, I think a couple. Well, first off, that's just like a vague answer, not an answer. Uh, you're not keeping track. And that tells me right away that you're more concerned with holding putts instead of not three putting. You don't three putt because you hit putts the right speed. This was the same, this is the exact same formula I used when I coached the, the Southern Methodist University men's golf team for f- five years. They hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in like 10 years. They hadn't won a tournament in like 10 years. And the first year we won a tournament. We finished, I think we finished 13th at the NCAAs. All I did was create accountability with two chips, penalty shots, and three putts. And that same formula works works everywhere. I mean, look, th- think back to the to the PGA Championship. Victor Hovland buried it in the in the lip of the bunker on on 16, and that's technically not a penalty shot. He got a free drop, but he he'd hit it. He hit it. 10 yards. He didn't cover any distance. And what did he do? He double bogeyed the hole. That's a penalty shot. That's a double bogey. And that is ball game over. What, what did Brooks Kepka do? He didn't take any penalty shots. He didn't have any two chips. He didn't have any three putts. And that it, it, right there was, was all the difference you needed right there. So you add up those three areas, every single time you play, and you, you will have an idea of what you need, need to work on. Now, to take it a step further, I sent a, a, an email to a, a friend of mine, former touring pro, whose daughter plays, and she's a really good player. I mean, like she's a high school player, really good high school player, great golf swing. He's a great guy. Uh, you know, she's got great genes. She's big. She's tall. She can hit it a long way and got a great attitude, great work ethic, and she's going to be a really good player. Uh, and I sent him a, a message and I explained my whole theory, taking it a step farther. And I said, I know you know this. I know you know this, but, but I just, I, I, but sometimes it helps hearing it from somebody else. So pass this along. To your, to your daughter. I said, these are the questions you need to answer after every round. What did you shoot? How many penalty shots? What were they? What clubs caused the penalty shots? And why? Did, was it because you had a big miss? Because big misses are like a block to the right or a duck hook to the left or a big pull, a fat shot going in the water, uh, a Bladed iron shot that goes over green and out of bounds. Those are big misses. A shank is a really big miss. You know, what and what club was caught? Usually it's a driver, it's a slice or a hook. You, that's that's a big miss. But also was it was it course management? Did you have opportunities to take trouble out of play and you didn't? Like when people will say, oh, I hit it out of bounds on the third hole. And I said, All right. Uh, to the right or to the left? And they go, I hit it out of bounds to the right. I said, okay. 
my first question is, what side of the tee did you tee off on? And, they, you know, the reason I'm asking that is because you always tee off on the side of the trouble. So if the trouble's on the right, tee off on the right-hand side of the tee and hit away from the trouble. Angle yourself away from the trouble. Amateurs do it do it exact opposite in most cases. You know, if the trouble's on the right, they'll tee off on the left thinking they're farther away from it. But what it does is it angles you back into the trouble. So tee off on the side of the trouble. And, and then I'll ask, you know, you hit it out of bounds to the right or you hit it in the water to the right. What was on the left? They said, oh, there was nothing over there. I said, well, do not hit it out of bounds right when there's nothing left. I mean, sometimes you're just on a hole that is difficult. I mean, you got trouble on the right, you got trouble on the left, you got water on the right, out of bounds on the left. There's nowhere to hide. You know, you can't, you know, hit a wedge off the tee. You got to, you got to, you know, hit a shot and you got to somehow find it. I mean, that's, that's the, actually, that is my definition of a good tee shot. Anyone you can find. So, so if, if you can find it, you're in, you're in pretty good shape. So you get on, you know, certain holes though, and you've got nothing on one side or the other for two fairways over. Don't don't hit it. Don't hit it to the right when there's nothing on the left. Don't hit it to the left when there's nothing on the right. And, you know, course management. You don't you don't drive it too far where it narrows up so much that you have nowhere to hit it. Now, if you if if you can drive it long enough to widen a fairway, yeah, that's a good play. But a lot of times you drive it long and it tightens the fairway and that makes it makes it really, really, you know, difficult to keep the ball in play. Take as much trouble out of play as you can. In other words, you know, this is a wide area out here. If I hit three wood instead of driver, I got much, I got 25 yards more to land it in. That's a good play. Uh, water's out there and it's 300 yards and I could hit my driver 300 yards, but I can't, I can only hit my three wood 285. Hit your three wood. That's one less hole where you can drive it in trouble because you you course manage yourself out of that. So so was it a big miss or was there any way to course manage yourself out of the problems that you got into? So that's the question I want to know. Then I'll ask, okay, how many how many two chips? Okay, were they chips? Were they pitches? Were they sand? And you 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 have to work to eliminate those problems. You know, what was the problem with the sand? Like somebody the other day for a lesson, they said, I have a really hard time out of hard pack sand. What do I do? Or you have a hard time out of buried bunker shots. You can't get them out. Or well, whatever the issue might be, you work to fix your, once again, you work to fix your big miss. What is your big miss? What's the shot that's causing you a, a, a lot of issue? And that's a, that's a shot that, that you, you work to to eliminate. Now, to go along with with two chips, one of the the most common places people have two chips is when they short side themselves. In other words, you've got a green there, and the pin is on the right hand side of the green, and you miss the ball to the right. That's called a short side miss. And when you miss on the short side, you leave yourself a very delicate shot. And what a lot of people will do is they'll try to get it close because they try to get every shot close to the hole rather than just taking their medicine and getting the ball on the green. They try to get every shot close to the hole. And next thing you know, you hit it a little bit uh, you know, heavier or whatever, or you don't swing big enough, whatever, and you leave the ball short, and now you chip it up, and then you two-putt, and you got a double bogey. And that's, that's a two-chip. Uh, two-chip that was caused by a poor chip, a bad management where you didn't uh, just try to hit the ball 15 feet by the hole and just take your medicine because you were in a tough spot. 
And it's also partly caused because you missed it on the short side to begin with. So you gave, you know, because if, if all you're doing is missing on the wide side, and you got 50, 60, 70, 80 feet of green to work with, and you're chipping it with your eight iron or your pitching wedge or whatever your chipper club is, uh, you know, you're, you're not likely to have a two chip. But if you short side yourself, then you are more likely to have a two chip. So that's, that's one of the ways that you can, you can work to eliminate those two chips. Uh, the next part is is the, the the three putting, and then you ask yourself, okay, of, of the three putts, what was the problem? Uh, did I hit a poor lag putt? Because if you lag it down there and you lag it down to say, you know, six feet or eight feet, something like that, an eight foot putt on the PGA Tour is a fifty percent percentage make, fifty percent. That's what it is. I, I I know you watch on TV. And I know on TV they told you he's made 50 out of 50 from, you know, inside of here, inside of there. They're only showing the guy that's leading the tournament, you know, especially if it's PGA Tour. They're only showing six, eight people. That's all they're doing. Live golf, they'll show you everybody. But at PGA Tour, they'll only show you six or eight people. And they're showing you guys that's putting the best for the week. All the guys that see, that guy's made every putt for the week, okay, from eight feet. Made every putt, eight foot and in. But there's a guy over there down the list somewhere that missed the cut. A bunch of them, okay, like half of them. They missed the cut, and half of those guys made 25%. So the average is is 50% from eight feet. So if you lag it up there eight feet and you make it, and you lag it up there eight feet and you make it, and you lag it up there eight feet and you make it, and you lag it up there eight feet and you make it, you're at 100%. You don't have a three putt. And guess what? If you lag it up there to eight feet four more times, you're going to probably miss all four of those. And that's if you're a great putter. That's if you're a PGA Tour putter because you are going to get back to that 50% average. That's what's going to happen. You're going to get back to that 50% average. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So when you three putt, was it a poor lag putt? Or am I just missing short putts? In other words, maybe you lag it in there three feet, four feet, and you miss a couple real short ones. Pretty good lag from 50, 60 feet. Got it up there to four feet, but I couldn't make the short one. So it's not just, oh, I three putted. It's why did I three putt? And then why were, why was I four feet away? Why was I five feet away? Why was I eight feet away? Uh, you know, a terrible misread on the putt. It broke way more than I thought. 85% of all putts are missed on the low side of the hole. Uh, so remember that. And uh, the higher your handicap, the more you misplay the break. Uh, play more break than you think. So did you miss it on the low side and or did you hit it the wrong speed? Usually that's that's the, the case. So you figure out, okay, why am I three-putting these holes? How, how, what's, what's, the, what's the reason? And then you know what to, know what to work on. Okay, so then my, the rest of my information goes like this. Of the how many greens in regulation did you hit? A round of your golf. I want to know how many greens in regulation. I can figure out exactly what you shot by all this. You know, like people say, hey, I shot, uh, you know, 80. You know, and I said, how many greens you hit? Oh, I hit nine greens. I had, you know, three penalty strokes. You know, I'll add it all up. I'll think, ah, something's not right. You couldn't have hit nine greens, had this many penalty shots, this many three putts. Couldn't, couldn't happen. So, so how many greens of regulation did you hit? And I'll count the ones where you putted from off the green. Count, count those as greens of regulation. Uh, they don't count on the PGA Tour, but you can count those in, 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 in the statistics. Because if you're one inch off and you're putting, that's a green of regulation to me. Uh, next question. How many times did you short side yourself on missed screens? Now, with pins on the right, you missed on the right, pins on the left, you missed on the left. You had you short sided yourself, and you had to that. that then you're going to have to hit the the sand wedge or the lob wedge, and it's just a more difficult shot. So, how many times of the greens you missed? You hit nine greens. You missed nine greens. Of the nine greens you missed, how many times did you short side yourself? That's the question that I want to want to know. And then my next question is, how many up and ins did you get on your missed greens? And then the idea there is is the fewer times you can short side yourself, then you give yourself a higher percentage of possible up and ins by leaving yourself easier next shots. And then you work on getting the less difficult up and ins. Just work on getting the less difficult up and ins up and in. 
if you short side yourself every time, unless you're Phil Mickelson, you're not going to get very many up and in. But if you leave yourself a, a relatively easy next shot, then your percentage of an up and inch should go up. So how many greens you hit in regulation? How many times did you short side yourself? How many did you get up and in of greens you missed? And then you try to improve your percentage on the less difficult shots. And that is is a big, big part of lowering lowering your scores. Okay, so now the next part, you've got to hit more greens and regulation. How do you hit more greens and regulation? You hit more greens and regulation, and a green and regulation is a par three and one, a par four and two, a par five and three. Uh, you hit you hit more greens and regulation. How do you do that? You, you, you do that by hitting it better. You, you, you improve your swing. You improve your ball striking. And the better you hit it, then the more greens and regulation you get. But on the other way you improve it is by hitting it longer. Because the longer you hit the ball, then the more lofted club you have coming into the green. So if you've got, you know, eight iron into every hole on the golf course, you've got a better chance to hit greens than you do if you've got a, a six iron into every hole on the golf course. Just, just, that's just the physics. Because with a straighter face club, you're going to curve the ball more. And with a more lofted club, you're going to hit it straighter. So hitting it longer helps you hit more greens. And you can, you can see it, you know, like, and you hit it in, the, even if you hit it in a rough, if you got a wedge in your hand, you got a better chance hitting the green than you do if you're hitting a, a, a six iron. So, so that's the, the, the next thing that I'll look for. And then how do we improve your game further? Okay, we start making, we've hit more greens in regulation but I got to get some shots close to the hole. Close to the hole means a makeable range, eight to 15 feet, somewhere in there. Not a high percentage of make. Remember, eight, eight footers, 50%. But you got a, you got a shot you know, to, to make those putts. You're, you're going to make about 3% of your putts outside of 20 feet, 20, 25 feet. You're not going to make many, 3%. Uh, so, so you know, you can hit 18 greens regulation, but if you're 50 feet from the hole every time, you're probably going to three-putt something, you're probably not going to make anything, and you're going to shoot over par. But if you can hit nine greens in regulation, but you hit it inside of 15 feet six times, you got a chance to make two or three of those. You make two or three of those, and get and the nine greens you missed, you missed on the wide side, you left yourself easier up and in, you get... You get you know, uh, you know, seven out of nine up and in. You made three, you know, uh, three birdies on the on the the shots that you hit in there close. Uh, you're one under par. You hit a par five and two. You're two under par. And uh, you know, ne- next thing you know, you, you you got a little something something going. See, this is this is how you play play better golf. So you you, you make those putts, and then the 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 next thing or the last thing. Is you reduce the par of the golf course, which I just 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 said when I it was explained to you, you hit the par five and two. The way you reduce the par of a golf course is you hit a par four and one, you drive it on the green, you hit a par five and two, and that re- reduces the par of the golf course. Better players, the longer hitters, are playing a par sixty eight golf course for all intents and purposes because they hit it so far. Bruce Kepka, what one of the big keys to his winning that PGA Championship. Uh, no, no three putts, no two chips, no penalty shots the last day. And what did he do on the par five on the the, the back nine? He hit the green in regulation, and he had a two putt birdie. And 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 there you go. That that uh, that makes that makes the difference. So so that was my advice. That's the formula, and it's the same formula for every single player that plays the game of golf. It's no different for anybody who plays, and it holds true with. Junior golf, amateur golf, collegiate golf, professional golf, major championship golf, same formula all the time. All right. I hope that helps everybody. 
I appreciate you listening to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hit the uh, follow button on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, remember my voodoo pain relief cream. If you've got the arthritis pain or muscle soreness, joint pain, it will help you tremendously. You can find it at voodoopainrelief.com. And uh, I hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Haney Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.